Hi, I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. Hey, yo. Hello. It's time for your weekly fix. Talking oh. to you. Talking to you. How's your week been? It's It's been busy. Claudia is working on this adorable <laughs> Volkswagen bus? bus. And it's like a prop for her birthday party coming up. And it's so cute. It's, you know, what they had, the hippie bus. I guess it was referred to as the hippie bus a lot. You know, surfer bus, you would see them with surfboards on top. My birthday is 70s themed, so everybody has to wear 70s clothes. I got Alex's outfit, and I got him a mustache. No, you didn't. <laughs> I sure did. I'm jumping on the bus, guys. It's going to be fun. So... But this thing has working lights. It's so cute. Yeah, it'll be cute. It's just like a little photo prop so we can pile in the van and take pictures. It's not little. It's big. No, it's about six feet tall altogether, <laughs> but... <laughs> I was gonna go a totally different route and then it ended up being too much work because I was gonna cut the actual bus out. I projected it onto uh, plywood mm -hmm. and traced it and I was gonna cut it out and that ended up being too much work. I'm like, okay, this half, I'm gonna paint it blue. It looks like the sky behind and on the bottom is the grass. <laughs> so we're, we're driving through grass. So it'll be super cute. I'm, I'm really excited. It looks adorable. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's getting there. Listen, as I was walking over here, this will be part of our safety corner. I noticed all these people looking down on their phones and wearing headphones, earbuds, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if anything would happen, you can't even hear what's going on around you. They're looking at their phone. They're not paying attention. People, please, if you need to walk from A to B, just put your phone away and be aware of your surroundings. I could snatch you up. You do the same thing. I am so guilty of this because I walk out of the parking garage to work every day and I am looking at my phone as if I can't entertain my own brain. It, yeah. Within those five minutes, I have to see what is the latest, what Claudia has posted this morning <laughs> or whatever. And it's funny because one of the people we work with, he knows this and he's just kind of a big prankster. Mm -hmm. And all of us, his whole intention is to try to catch us off guard and scare us. Yeah. We all have that person that we work with. You don't know whether you just like can't stand them right. or you love them to death. Yeah. You know, they're just like. You love to hate them. It's so funny. They make your day. They also ruin your day. But you remember them. Yes, for sure. <laughs> no, this person, he always tries to scare us when we are walking from the parking garage to our office just to kind of razzle us or whatever. And he ends up taking a MacBook out of someone's bag <gasps> without While them even noticing. knowing. Yeah. It is so easy. We are all distracted. We're not paying attention. And mm -hmm. I think the number one thing that we all need to do, and myself included, is just put down the phone and look around. Yeah. I don't do it because I can't 
see what I'm reading because I'm as blind as a bat. And if I have my glasses on to read, but then I look up, I can't see anything else. (laughs) So because I just use my glasses to read. And if I have them on driving, I almost can't see anything. So I don't even bother. I don't necessarily pay attention to everyone that's around me because I'm just like, but yeah, I mean, even hearing, if you hear somebody run up behind you or something, if you listen to your music, you can't, you don't. I know. I've thought that so many times where I'm like, oh, I'd love to just go for a run and put on my beats mm-hmm. and I'm like that is so not safe right especially alone if you're with somebody yeah. cool mm-hmm. yeah try to just be aware yeah there's nothing on your phone that's more important than your life or your safety just being alert yeah yeah pay attention here's me running <laughs> out to <through> my hands <laughs> check my nails and then my neighbors feel like, why is she singing? It's a, for this me, early? it's usually like, oh my God, where's the dying cat? <laughs> <laughs> That's me singing. Eminem. Yeah. Well, Eminem is more talk. It's not necessarily singing, but when I do try to think, Alex is like, are you okay? <laughs> like when I'm in the shower, <laughs> shut up. You know I'm okay. A friend of the podcast, she's been with us for, she's one of the OGs. <laughs> forever uh her name is jessica not gonna mention her last name you know who you are we got a message from her that she wanted to share a very personal story and one that had sparked her interest in true crime from a very young age Mm -hmm. of course i'm like what was it you know for me it was just snooping around in my grandma's old murder mystery books in her spare bedroom. But, you know, for Jessica, unfortunately, it was a very traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sending this to us. Yes. And for listening and always supporting the show, showing up and basically... She's showing everyone up. (laughs) At True Crime Trivia, she blows us all away. Because her husband is a forensic psych nurse. So no wonder why she's in love with him, too. She's in love with us. She's in love with him. We hope we are your first love. He's your (laughs) son. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But this particular story takes place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Although it's not about Jeffrey Dahmer, because that's where he is from as well. Jess probably knows that, (laughs) too. But thank you for sharing how you remember this firsthand and welcoming us to walk through it with you. Jess was just 14 years old and lived in the same neighborhood as 15-year-old Angela Velska Lawrence. And it was in the year 2000. That was when I graduated high school. Okay. The girls were more of acquaintances than friends. They were both going into eighth grade together at Audubon Middle School. Now, they did gymnastics together after school, and Jessica remembers being absolutely terrible at it. (laughs) (laughs) But she said Angela was just really great, and she just remembers her in that way, uh, that she was so good. They lived in the same neighborhood, 
Well, just a few blocks away lived identical twins, the Verana brothers. They were bad news, the two of them. Jessica stayed away from them. And while Angela didn't really run with that group either, on a hot summer day in July, she threw on her new shoes that her mom had just gotten her and walked down to the Verena house. Well, according to Jessica, they had been selling drugs out of that house. Oh, geez. Hmm. Were they high school kids or already out of high school? They were in middle school. They were going into eighth grade. So they were all kind of the same age here. Jessica was 14. Angela was 15. Okay. And the Verana brothers at that time, I believe, were 15 as well. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It had been said that they had been selling drugs out of this house. They felt they needed a gun in the home to have protection. And lots of people carry. Lots of people have guns in their homes. But not at 15. Maybe it's locked up. Maybe the mom was supposed to have it. I'm not really sure. Although, if you're selling drugs out of your home, I'm thinking maybe... Sure, you can find one on the street. It's unknown if Angela totally knew what she was walking into that day. I would say not, maybe. I'm kind of thinking she wasn't quite sure what to expect. But she was invited to come on in and joined them in their bedroom with both of the twins and another one of their friends, some of them were smoking weed. So it was a party of sorts. No adults were home. So they were taking the opportunity to probably do some things that they shouldn't at that time. Mm. Well, one of the twins, Brian, grabbed a handgun off the top of the TV. The ammunition clip had been pulled out, so he figured the gun was empty. Oh my gosh, dumbass. Mm. There's always one in the chamber. He picks it up, looks at Angela, and asks her, do you think I'll do it? And he begins to play Russian roulette at her face. And she replied, you would do it. And the gun went off. (gasps) Oh, no. She was shot straight in the head and hit the floor. These teens were, in this moment, traumatized and full of panic, and they ran out of the room. One of them even offered to dispose of the weapon because they all, at that point, felt responsible. Yeah. You know, this just happened in front of my eyes. What do I do? In my house. Right. And you're just walking down the street on a normal summer day. And you are 15 years old. You don't think anything like this is going to happen. No. So Brian frantically calls his mom, Susan, at work. She raced home. You would think that on the way she would be dialing 911, in which case quite possibly might have saved Angela's life. But no, not in this strange turn of events. This mother did quite the opposite that you might think. She basically called a family meeting. (gasps) You know the ones where you gather everyone in the living room when the dishes aren't put away properly. This meeting supposedly lasted about six hours. There was drinking and discussion. That's not a meeting. On how to handle the situation. Oh, okay. I heard drinking immediately. (laughs) You're like, like, that's a party. And by handle, I mean plan anything but the right thing. This is from the mother. This is the mother. She's like, everyone, let's have some drinks first, and then we'll think on this. 
So Brian Verana, his mom, Susan, another teenager, and her son-in-law, who she called in, 25-year-old Shane Fennig, loaded Angela's limp body into a van, and they drove further north and buried her in a shallow grave in Marinette County. Tell me again, who loaded her up? Okay, so it was the mother, the twin's mom? Yes, the mom. Her name is Susan. Mm Mm-hmm. The twin that actually shot her, Brian Vrana, and then another teenager that was there Mm -hmm. in the room. He helped. And then she calls in her son-in-law. Her son-in-law. He's 25 years old, Shane Fennig. Okay. Now, he obviously, he's not 15. He knows better. Yeah. Why? He's married. He shouldn't be doing this, clearly. Yeah. No one should be doing this. But I could see how a teenager... At that time, your mom is telling you what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I just can't even with this mom. This is the most shocking and disturbing part. This isn't even the worst part yet, Claudia. Well, she's definitely not the cool mom. No. So the four people who carted her body around weren't the only people who knew that she was murdered. There were at least nine other people, five adults and four minors, that had some type of information about what had happened to her. Is it because they called everyone? No. She told people that she trusted. Like, I just oh, don't get this. Why would you do that? I don't get it. Well, okay, Susan. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like, how big was your meeting? I don't know. Wow. But yes, all these people knew about it. I can't trust my teenagers to be quiet about anything. No, no. I'm sorry. If two teenagers know about this, probably half the high school or the middle school knows about this. Oh, for sure. Five adults and four other minors had some type of information about what happened to her, that they knew her body had been buried or where it had been buried. Honestly, I think they all should have gone to jail. If you have any information, you are obligated. don't say anything. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So to the rest of the world, it seemed that Angela had gone missing overnight. Flyers were posted everywhere, hoping that someone had seen her and would recognize her. And this was before social media. So when Jessica and her best friend happened to see these flyers at the mall, that was the first moment that she realized that she was gone. How crazy to... Be in that situation and see this flyer Mm -hmm. from a girl in your dance class that lives in your neighborhood. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. Now, but Jessica didn't know that she was going over to the twins' house that day, right? No. 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 Okay. Mm -mm. Because I was going to say that would have been even worse. Not worse, but, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, she told me she was going over there. They weren't best friends, but they... Were acquaintances after they school. Were friends out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they may not have seen each other in a little while because it was summertime. So they weren't in yeah, school true, right true, then. True, true, true. And teenagers that have time on their hands in the summer might do things they don't normally do. Yeah, true. Angela's poor mom walked down to the Verena's house asking if they had seen her daughter. Hmm. And Susan Verena, mother of the year, lied straight to her face. She said, absolutely not. I haven't seen her. No. Her death remained a mystery until July of 2001 when Shane Finnig and another person could not take it anymore and led police to her body. So that was a year later, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And it didn't say the other person's name. And I am assuming 
because that person is underage. A minor. A minor. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Her remains were decomposed and skeletonized at this Mm. point because it had been so long. It's so sad. Her mom, she had just bought her those new shoes right before she had gone missing. So even though her body was badly decomposed right away, her mom knew. The shoes. That's my daughter. (gasps) Oh. It was so sad. That is terrible. Yeah. So Shane pleaded guilty to hiding a corpse and was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment. He had five years in and five years out supervised with good behavior. So 10 years total. And mother of the year, Susan, received 18 months. That's it? In prison. She was the responsible one here. Thank you. Followed by 18 months of community supervision. She was the mastermind behind it all and received the least amount of time out of everyone. What is wrong with the justice system sometimes? I wonder. I just can't believe she had no problem burying this little girl yeah. so young. You know, and I, I get it in a way. If your child does something wrong, I mean, you want to protect your child in a way. I'm not saying I understand. I I come home and my child murdered somebody else. Well, you better believe I will call 911, but I might have a moment with her, too. I don't know. Right. But, um, but to hide the body, no way. To what extent are we willing to go to, quote unquote, protect our children? Yeah. Now, I'm sure part of her brain was like, this was an accident. He didn't mean to. He shouldn't have to go to prison for the rest of his life mm-hmm. at this age. So what ended up happening, Brian Frana was charged with second degree reckless homicide while armed, misdemeanor possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18, and being party to the felony crime of hiding that corpse. So at 16, he was sentenced to five years in prison and was released at 19 years old with 10 more years supervised on the outside. So Jessica messaged me and we looked it up. He had since a number of drug charges against him. And about five years ago, he caught a charge for distribution and a first degree homicide charge for providing the drugs to a person who overdosed. So he's in for another stretch right now for a totally different murder charge. I was talking to Jessica about what about this other twin that was in the room? You know, a totally Mm -hmm. mirror image of Brian who was in that room when the murder happened saw everything completely looks like his brother and it's just in that moment they completely went separate ways in life like their futures look totally different um children's court prosecutor steven lakeda said the boy's twin brother would not be charged because there was no evidence he was anything other than a witness mm-hmm. to that crime he was not listed as one of the people that helped dispose of the body. And maybe he said, I won't. And maybe mom said, you stay here. You stay here and keep your mouth shut. and We'll take care of it. And he did that whole time. He never said anything. Can you imagine that happening at your house? 
and you're just holding that in. I couldn't. I couldn't. Absolutely I, I would have to not. at least tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, the and there, like I said, there was that other team that helped dispose of the body, and it didn't state the consequences, whatever happened with that. But amazing how many people knew and never said. 13 people yes. Yeah, knew. that's a lot. And uh, they should all be in jail. Yes. So, um that is the story of um, Angela Velska Lawrence in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and how she was just kind of hidden mm. by a classmate randomly. Yeah. That's so sad. It is so sad. You go down there thinking you're just going to have a good afternoon, but... Ugh. That's terrible. It was awful. From that point on, I think our friend Jessica decided she was going to become a private detective like us mm-hmm. and just kind of dive into some of these cases. Her life was taken way too soon. Oh, yeah. So young. It's very sad that gun went off that he would think, even think about pointing it at somebody. Yeah. Gun safety. Lock your guns up. You know? Okay. So... There were there are a couple things. Now, first of all, you said the clip was out of the gun, correct? Yes. So, I mean, he you can't play Russian roulette because it has to be one of the, I don't even know what they're called, you know, the round ones that you can spin. Yeah. You have one bullet in there. Yeah. But um, do you think he knew there was a bullet still left in the chamber? No. Or do you think he literally thought it was completely empty and was just being a jerk? I really think he thought it was empty. He told investigators he doesn't he didn't even remember really pulling the trigger. There was no like indication of malice toward Angela. There was nothing that stated, you know, I could see if Maybe she rejected him and he was angry at her. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was nothing premeditated about the situation. There were literally so many people in the room. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. They didn't lure her over to have, you know, no. revenge or anything. Yeah. No, I just think that this was a crazy thing that happened and on accident. But to me, it's just the mom's reaction mm-hmm. and really how everyone kept this secret with her. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wow. couldn't believe it. Honestly. That's so sad. It is so sad. And I, it's just one of those things where you hope that other parents that hear this are like, Oh, well, Let's make sure our kids don't know where guns are. Yeah. And. And do the right thing. Make your kid be held responsible. Make your kid take responsibility. You know, I'll be there every step of the way. I will love you forever. But you are going to have to do the right thing. 
Absolutely. Me as a mother, I have to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. So. I know this is scary. I know you didn't mean to, but he, but here's the next step. I mean, right. that poor girl had a family and other yeah. people wondering where she was yeah. to show up at the door and not act like you know nothing. Right. Is just yeah. beyond me. But anyway, Jessica... That's insanity that this happened to you. And thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. I'm sure that that wasn't easy and probably brought up all kinds of yeah. Yeah. childhood memories of watching that happen right before your eyes. Right. It's terrifying, you guys. Yeah. It, but, horrible. Yeah. Can I change the subject for one second? Yes. I would like to call some of y'all to watch a documentary with me. <laughs> Please, I need people to talk to about what is this. It? So this documentary is coming out September 2nd on Discovery Plus, and it's called House of Hammer. So please watch that. It's about Army Hammer. He's an actor, and he is a very dirty, dirty, nasty man. And also, I want to recommend a documentary it's uh four parts it's on hulu and it's called keeper of the ashes and it's about the oklahoma girl scout murders and Kristen chenoweth went back to her hometown she was supposed to be on that trip on that overnight trip with that was her girl scout troop and she was sick and she didn't go that night so she is going home to her hometown to investigate. And it was so good and so heartbreaking. The Oklahoma Girl Scout murders is one that I will never probably ever get over. Okay. So, so we have House of Hammer on yes. Discovery+. Plus. Now, yes. I have the app. Mm -hmm. You guys, there is so much content on Discovery+. Plus. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. cannot get enough of it. If you have the app, it's super easy. And she was just talking about it. So I just I added it to my watch list. Probably when I finally do have free time, I'll forget what, yeah, what it was right. called. And then the other one you said is on Hulu, yeah. the Girl Scout. And what is that called? It's called Keeper of the Ashes. Okay. Be my person. I'm going to be your person. Well, did, I, did you already watch Keeper of the Ashes? I did. I watched it last weekend. So then, That was my recommendation. And then House of Hammer is I need people to watch it with. I'm with you. I've got it. Okay. Yay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> You guys have an excellent week. Stay tuned in. Stay sassy. Stay judgy. Stay all the things. And big hugs, Jessica. Yes. To oh, you. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.